Hello, hello, beautiful people. I hope everyone is doing well out there. This is Bobby the Awesome, and welcome to Free to One No Kidding. Today's guest educated me so much, and I, I know I have to go back and, and listen again because she's just so passionate on her topic. My only regret is that you could see her face in her video as she was demonstrating her hands and her arms and her her just love of this of this topic. I don't want to mess it up. Psycho. Yeah, I'm going to mess it up. How about you tune in and yeah, I'm, I'm looking it up. Psychosomatic therapy. I know it's a mouthful. It might sound a little intimidating, but hopefully this will uh, clear some of it up for you and you will find some value in this concept. I know I, I really did. So sit back and enjoy. Hi, Laurel. Welcome to 321 No Kidding. Hello, Bobby. Hello. Nice to have a, a Canadian here with me. That is a little fun. Would you start us off by telling my audience a little about yourself? Yes. Thanks so much for um, inviting me in to uh, be here because I truly am here to serve. So I live in the center of Canada. We call it the heart of Canada, Saskatchewan. On the prairies, we are salt of the land kind of people and uh, live in agricultural heaven, really. And my, my journey in life, where I am today, I am a I'll say a psychosomatic business coach because I am the perspective of how they've come to be in the place they're in in life based on the psychosomatic experiences they've had in their life, which sounds like a whole mouthful, but I have a long business background and it, it has been a journey. So I spent the majority of my years in the beauty industry as an educator, a business owner, a stylist. It, it's all about people interactions, understanding people, and I have a tremendous curiosity about the world and people. I am a social person, this is for sure. I left the industry, I sold my last business and went into real estate because I wanted to be able to travel the world. I needed a job that would give me enough money so I could travel the world and go to all of these really interesting places that many of my international clients originated from. Well, I'm an emotional, touchy-feely person leaving this beautiful industry and I went into real estate at the time of a boom. I made a lot of money, but I didn't do very well otherwise because of the stress. And that eventually led me into therapy. And that led me to the last just about 15 years of my life because the therapy was about learning to understand how I'd come to be in the shape that I was in. I had a diagnosis that was uh, critical and a whole bunch of other things that are going on. But they, they were things that I saw people around me dealing with. And you can you can tell the the stress how it showed up. They looked older than they were. They had you know they would bury themselves in partying, drinking, food shopping. You know, I saw the patterns there because the pattern was my life. My health, the health part of it for me was that I lost my memory. I gained a tremendous amount of weight because of the stress. I'm in flight. I'm in fight mode. That's me. So you're either in fight or flight. And I understand that better today because of the training I have. I am a, a master teacher of psychosomatic therapy. I am one of only five in the world that do this. Uh, there's only um, two of us in Canada and we don't all teach public classes. It's I have 
for 10 years, I exclusively taught people this program in a 10 or 12 day retreat. They would, we would go into a retreat together, the kind of retreat that they know what they're coming into. <laughs> they sign an agreement before they come because the rules are no drugs, no alcohol. The behaviors are checked at the door. You're here to learn. And the retreat, it, it's a self-healing retreat, basically. Not everybody takes it to be a therapist. That's the level that I taught it. I expected, but not that it always happened, that my students would become therapists of this therapy. In fact, majority of them didn't continue on for years because they do so much processing, which is, you know, really deep understanding. So I teach them to understand how they've come to be in the shape that they're in. That that is a metaphor for their life, but it's the truth. So through ancient um, ancient wisdom, ancient science, natural sciences, Ayurvedic, and modern science and psychology. It's all a combination. So literally, I am trained as a body reader. I am a master face reader. And it's not anything psychic. It is based on the form that you are. So today, as a person that practices this every day, because it's part of my everyday flow, when I say something, when I move my body in a certain way, when I feel pain, I'm, I'm really heightened in awareness around it because that's part of the healing of it, that becoming aware, first of all, oh, I said that, I'm acting like this, what's going on, what's going on in my body? So I'm also a 500-hour trained yoga teacher, a Yamana body rolling teacher, and I also teach a certification course I created based in psychosomatics that is sound healing. Because we energy and we're, we're all about when we understand how we move the energy that is us, we can create shifts and they can be subtle, they can be massive. I no longer look the way that I did. Yeah, I should say I no longer look like the family I'm born from because I've changed the patterns so much. And the patterns, the family or familiar is what many people struggle with when they grow on. So if you have, and we all have addictions, I just say we all have addictions. That's Today I say I am fully aware of what my addictions are. And I've, you know, I, I would say when we were younger, we were just having this conversation this morning. My husband and I have been married for 25 years and our life, you know, what we've been ar around, how we ended up where we are today, our life is so the opposite of what we grew up through. And from my own personal self, my family will have nothing to do with me, my biological. Because here's what happens. When you want to, I'll just use the word better yourself in whatever way it is, whether education or health program, if you come from a family of overweight people and you're the one getting skinny, tell me that you're not the one that gets picked on or is resented, right? So I'm the, the happy fat kid in the family. I truly was. And a, a family that dealt with a lot of depression and stuff you didn't talk about, right? I grew up trying to please people. So anyways, that, that's part of it. I, I would suck up a lot of stuff. And 
I, I could accept a lot about people naturally just just because of that behavior. Anyways, when when you're trying to grow on, you're, those around you be the ones that come on. Why why do you work so hard? Oh, don't do that. Oh, come and come and get high with us. Come and get drunk with us. I used to be the one that they would wait for to do the shrooms because I was the life of the party. <laughs> I was I was you know. I just love people. And when I was 14 years old, I was selling my boyfriend's stuff for him for nothing, just because I just wanted to please them. So I got under, I I've been around a lot and that I've, I didn't succumb to a lot of the, you know, just staying there really is amazing in itself because I had a lot of really hard stuff around me. Anyways, the psychosomatic therapy, when I came into that, it reversed my aging. It gave me better health than before. But it's not just psychosomatic therapy. It's a combination of all of these things and all of these different practices that you do. So it'll look different for, for everybody. And, but the thing of it is, is that becoming conscious and accepting responsibility for, for you, your behavior in the moment, whatever that is. Okay, and this is the part that people have a lot of challenges with. Before you get into the nuts and bolts of that, which I want to, I have a couple things I'm hoping we can address because I got questions. <laughs> yeah. And I have one comment. Well, I have two comments. So I appreciate you telling the background. And I think it's very interesting that you were in the beauty industry. And then as you're talking about change, because from the time I met you, and of course I met you online, right? I... I started typing to you one day and then changed, but it was like, you always look beautiful, like hair up, hair down. And I didn't know you well enough to make it not sound kind of crazy, but that makes a lot of sense to me. Plus with what you're saying now, you said the word Aravati or Ayurvedic, ancient Indian medicine. Okay. That's what that means. And then you said energy so is the stuff that you're talking about similar to reiki or is reiki part of it or is it something completely oh thank you for saying that because i want to give clarity around that okay yes thank you for saying that no it's people will say oh it's like body talk oh it's like reiki well we we are energetic beings our heart functions in a way that we can't even explain our um, lymphatic system, the doctors, uh, the scientists until recently didn't think it really was a value, not, not like blood, but in fact, it might be even more so. We're physical beings having, we're spiritual beings having a human experience is what I would say to that. Okay, what was your question? It was, was how it like, is, how oh, is Reiki okay. different? This is becoming aware of the energy of the form that you are, okay? So at a cellular level, every trauma you have experienced in your life, unless you've moved through it, is still with you at a cellular level in your body. Now, the skeleton is the structure of your body. It's the form. It's the very beginning of your life. And you can, it, it holds the form, you, as you're growing through to maturity. Reading the form from the psychosomatic perspective helps us to understand how, things like how you, how you walk, how you move, where your pain is. I can dive into that through explanation of your story to help you to understand what it is that 
where that originates from. So that's the skeleton. The flesh tells the story of how you feel about what has happened to you in your life. That's why you look the way that you do. Bobby, I'm going to send you a picture of what I looked like before I started. It's, I'm unrecognizable. Actually, my husband just found it the other day. But when we do the work, when I teach the training, we take a picture of the person on the first day. And, and then we, we dive into the understanding of it. We do what we call a face split. So we, we divide the body down the face to left and right. So the right side of your body is the outside world. The left side of the body is your inner world. Okay, so now in the brain, the left brain translates over to the left side. And this, this is sounds kind of technical, where would it, you know, but scientists, psychologists all agree and confirm that this is true. Okay, so that inner world is where your femininity is that's your where your creativity your emotions the things that you keep for your deep inner self that's that's your world the outer world that right side is oh i should say is the feminine is the left side is the that inner world the outer world is the masculine so yin and yang and that that just that understanding of that goes back to the ancient times. And truly, we all have that in us. We grow up feeling judged. So the way that we talk to ourselves in our inner world, this is really important. Because when you say to yourself, say out loud, even just joking, with, when you're with friends or something, oh, I'm just so stupid. Oh, I do this. Oh, I'm so, I'm just fat. I can't do it. I'm, you know, uh, that shows that in your inner world, you're saying that at least a thousand times more. So what is it that you say to yourself? Oh, you're so stupid. You're so ugly. Nobody loves you. How could you, how could you ever amount to anything? Because I can say that because I've said that. I understand that. And actually in, in psych, psychoanalysis, Freud and Jung, they, when they dealt with patients that were diagnosed with schizophrenia, Jung learned from those people that actually that inner voice he had it. So it wasn't. He, he exp they explained to him how it worked. So it wasn't necessarily schizophrenia. It was it's our inner world. So it's true. And, and so there's proof. So there's proof. So I'm the type of person that don't tell me just because. And because I grew up that way. <laughs> right? You did too, right, Bobby? <laughs> do it because I tell you. Don't do what I do. Do what I, you know, do what I tell you to do. You know, because we're controlled. So growing up, you know, we're, we're loved and cared for, nurtured or not, whatever's going on around us from the time that we're born, those that are around us, we're actually learning from them. So if you have any of that, that's already there. And in fact, if you've heard of epigenetics or studied any of that, that goes generations back. So if your mother had, if your grandmother had depression, you would be that kind of a person. And they're proving it through what happened through 911. The babies that were in the womb at that time came out and their grandchildren now, so the grandchildren of the, of the women that were carrying babies are, are starting to emerge and they're seeing these patterns. It's all being studied as proof. So going back to, to this inner and outer world, if you start understanding that, you can start explaining 
So now what I'm going to share with you is, is really quite deep. If you're not ready to hear it, you'll go, oh, BS. Yeah. But there will be, and when you say that, that's a trigger. That's something that tells you that you, there might be some truth in it. So this right side of your body will explain the journey of you and how you feel about the relationships with the masculine relationships, which are mostly men, <laughs> male, could be bosses, masculine situations. And that left side of the body will explain, you know, the relationships to the mother and or the feminine. And so as a face reader, I have read many, many faces and bodies. And I know this to be true, that we have feminine and masculine in each of us. In fact, the way I walk through my everyday life today is not seeing man and woman so much as I see the masculine and the feminine behaviors that are going on. We think that just the, oh, that the patriarchal society, oh, those men. I think very differently about that today because I've read the faces and bodies of so many men in a therapeutic environment, people just wanting just to understand themselves that the men, the men are no different than the women and that they just, they want to be loved, understood. They want to understand their life. And men, I'll just say, men can, can prove this for themselves. And women are the same. Because I come from the beauty industry, it's all about understanding shape, form, and beautifying that. And sometimes it's more challenging than others when you're, not that you have unattractive clients, it's that their hair doesn't work. That's direction of growth, which can also be explained. Okay, so anyways, a man can look in the mirror and look at his chest. That right side is the masculine, and that left side is the feminine. See if your pecs are round or square shaped, because we can understand from nature what all of those forms mean. Plato, Plato was the first to talk about this, and it's what I've discovered to be true. I didn't know that about Plato. I just know that I've been understanding, studying, and teaching, and looking at all these faces and bodies for all these years. I've traveled the world reading faces. So I see faces in different countries, in different cities. And it's like, well, what's the similarity? I used to think it was more about the food, but I see it's more about the beliefs, the behaviors, and the actions that they've adopted because they flesh out in a certain way based on what's going on in their life. And myself, my face is a different, the bone structure is still there, but the form has changed. And I have proof because I have the pictures that show that's not the same person. And actually at a cellular level, as you heal, we all know or understand that the body rejuvenates itself at a cellular level. You can make an, new organs through the process of healing. And the same is the, the external form. The skin is the largest organ. So my, my pictures are proof of it. How this relates to addictions is that it's a, a product, a byproduct of the conditioning that we grew up with. At a cellular level, we're still dealing with epigenetics of the relationship to our heritage, our lineage. What did we come from? And that can go way back. I laughed when I heard this the first time. I scoffed at it. I was sarcastic because I don't just believe anything. I have to go and prove it. And that's why I'm, I'm very familiar with many alternative therapies. And I was, don't just give me airy-fairy. I want the science. I want proof. And so I've been proofing this for myself. So the way I 
I'm not a therapist. I'm not, you know, like I had college level psychology, but not deep on any level, but it's my feeling. I don't have proof. So it's airy fairy, I guess. So this is kind of my perception of the 12 step programs kind of keep changing through my own journey. So they have a value, but the first time I went through and I was stopped gambling for over two years, I was doing work, but I felt like it was surface work. Then when I went away to rehab and the journey I've been on the last few years, finding my spirituality, digging deeper in different contexts, inpatient, you know, therapy alone, I feel like this recovery journey is different because I did go back. And then this year, just the work I've done myself has done a lot of that healing. Like I literally can look at my whole life and express gratitude for every single thing that's happened. Most of it, I figured out why it happens and how it impacts me today. So everything comes from gratitude and everything that I do going forward. Oh, you're smiling. I must be, did I solve my own mystery? I'm remembering my point. <laughs> oh, okay. Maybe you do that. So that's kind of the place I'm at. So you're talking about going back and fixing these things is where you were kind of going. So I'm aligned with your thinking just based on my own experience, but I know you're going to go deeper. So I will go back to giving you the floor. Yeah. Why does it work? And the difference because, and that was my point was don't tell me I have to figure it out. I need proof. And my teacher would always, my spiritual teacher would always say the proof is in the pudding and he'd say the body. And because how are you feeling? What does it look like? You can explain. I do truly believe you can explain everything through the body. It's, it's the secret code, but they didn't give us a manual when we came through that birth canal. <laughs> so that's part of our life story. And why it works is because, and, and what I'm seeing through all of the therapies that come up and there's brilliant minds out there. This is not to take away from any, anyone else's teacher or anything like that. My experience is that today, this is the only one that gives you the tools to fix or work on yourself. You don't have to, you don't have to go to a gym or have a membership or have someone else because that's still, and not to offend, that's why this is, this is kind of, uh, sense, this is sensitive for many people to hear, but it, because that gives ownership back to the person. So, and that you become the therapist of your own life and you don't need a high education degree to be this. In fact, my teacher would say the best psychosomatic therapists are electricians and, and plumbers because electricians understand how things are wired and plumbers understand that runs downhill. <laughs> it's practical. It's so practical. But what happens now that left brain, which is the outside world, we get all analytical. I've had psychologists, social workers, psychotherapists in my course that they realize they're still searching. They're at, you know, they've been doing their career for 20, 30 years they're, or they're into retirement and longing in them. And the reason they went into the career that they went into was to help others, but they still didn't get the tool. Their education for the most part bought them a place in the system. So they, they didn't, they weren't able to really affect the change. Not that that doesn't work. I'm not saying that, but they, when they see this work and they apply it to themselves, to give them tools so that people get the kind of self-help that they don't have to keep going for years and years and years. 
Am I understanding from the beginning when you said there's only five people in the world? Is there only five people in the world that can read the faces and, oh, and the bodies? No, there's many of them. There's very okay. few of us at this uh, level of, of teaching. Okay. So it's about teaching the people who also could help. Because I want to make sure like if my audience was intrigued by this and they wanted to, to find yeah. this or have this as an option, it's out there. We're not just... Oh, no, it is. Well, now it's it's all going online. Many people have taken it as therapists and practitioners to complement the work that they do as therapists. So it's been around for many years, but because it was so much a body-based, you know, in-person type of a therapy, our, our, the creator of our work, it was so opposed to automation and doing stuff online. He really kept it to himself. So he's passed. And that, and in that year, it was a transitional year and it's kind of like the doors have busted open. And so like we just finished a summit on Sunday, releasing to, to the world, those three therapists that are here in North America, One's a, one's a master stylist, What the other one's a therapist, and I'm a business coach, and how we say it to the world. Because when you say psychosomatic therapists, people, it freaks people out. Sure. I have... I have lost friends. I wouldn't say I've lost friends. They wouldn't have been great friends, right? But people that get freaked out by it, that they don't come around you because they don't want you to see that inner world. So it's, it is not something that people dabble in. Uh, you either do it or you don't because it's like opening Pandora's box. It's all about the truth of who you are. And if you can stay, go to that level of understanding yourself and coming to that place where you no longer judge yourself that's the healing level and that's where ma many people get tripped up just before that that's so i'm just speaking from my own experience i like i say teaching it for 10 years i've had i i would have the the types of courses i had based on the behaviors that i had coming to my course when i take on someone as a student in the beginning it's like oh okay come together we're going to do this retreat and or i'm going to teach you this work and my husband, after a while, he says, when, when everybody was showing up, he'd say, the kids are all here because <laughs> they come and, and they bring all of their stuff. And we do that all day long. If you have something that traumatically affected you or a memory that didn't sit right with you, if you think about it through your day, your week, your month, you still at a cellular level have that healing to do in your life. So when you were working with people... I have a couple questions. Are you doing it on them as part of the way to teach them? Like, are you doing the digging on them? When I teach them, so in the beginning, when I first started this, I would say I am the unlikely therapist because I actually resisted taking this training. I had sought out everything else. Nothing was working for me. I was still overweight, unhappy, damaged, brain, body, like all of this right? So I found something with this therapy, but it's like, I do not want to take a course to be a therapist to other people. But what I discovered was that I had to learn how to be it, do it, so I, to do it so I could be it. And the progression of the journey is like, is like going through a, a trade school. You come into it, you learn it, you got to go out and practice it. And and then you got to go on to the next level. Maybe it's journeyman certification, maybe field certification. Many, many, most of the students that I've seen, what I've seen with their journey, they kind of get stuck at the first level. 
your so you've got your class A or whatever, and then to go to journeyman, it's it's a deeper dive. So I was a therapist in the beginning. I opened up my shop and I would see people, and then I started seeing these patterns. Okay, so I teach people to understand how they've come to be in the shape they're in, and at the when that happens, then I teach them an emotional release process, which is a physical. All of this work is all about body-mind connection. Or you can say mind-body, but ours really is. When you feel it in the body, what does that mean? And now I'm going to apply you know, awareness to that in a physical action, truly. So if you do, well, we, if you don't have a yoga practice, you already know that doing yoga changes your life a bit. It creates more flexibility. Well, it's all of those things in your life that the movement of the body changes it. So if you have had, I just see the, the face I just made. Oh, life sucks, you know, <laughs> down in the mouth. We can put words to all of those things. Those sayings come from being tight-lipped. Oh, he walks with the weight of the world on his shoulders. There's immediately you can envision how the body goes. But you know, when we smile, it actually, it activates hormones in our body that do make us happy. So when you're unhappy, the hardest thing may be to make yourself happy, but that's the thing that's going to heal you. You see, those are practical. They're so easy to apply. People don't use it. Oh, I'll get a pill for that. And I've been asked, don't you just have a pill for that? That's part of, that's our outworld conditioning. So this really is resistance training. So when I would work with people as a therapist, the first time I would work with them on their body and I do a, it's not a massage, but it's body work. And I would find the place where the resistance is, is in the body. And they wouldn't have to tell me I hurt here because that's, I'm going to find the stuff that does hurt underneath the emotional stuff. And so it's not, it's not a go to the spa type of a, right? And so we would work on that and I would know what that area of the body means and the emotions that are attached to it. And they have to find the story because we're releasing the internal story that you've been carrying around. <laughs> so the first treatment, then the second treatment, they come and that hadn't returned to that part of the body. And then, so then we do the body treatment and then we'd find, we'd find something else in the body. But it's related to the story because there's a pattern. And then but the third treatment, okay, so the story's going deeper. And to me, my, what came to my mind at that time was, so we're releasing the surface stuff, but the deeper work is not anything I can release. I found that the, the, when I found the deeper stuff in the body was the really sad stories that they... We're still working on hiding it away, you know, because whatever we do, I'll, I'll, I'll just be right up front and honest. I'm fortunate that I don't have drug addictions or alcohol addiction, not because I haven't consumed enough of that in my life, but my addiction today is food still from my uh, childhood, because that's what my parents used to, you know, oh, here's a treat, here's a treat. And I didn't even connect with that. I only learned about this in the last few years from friends who are nutritionists and say, the worst thing to do is give kids food when they're sad or crying. But that's what I grew up with. I think and most of us have. And I hope that changes. Like to me, what baffles me, and I'm going off topic, but stay at the table until you clean your plate. We teach everybody to overeat. Kids are actually smarter than all of us adults. When they're not hungry, they don't eat. 
It's like that simple. <laughs> oh, I hated cauliflower so bad. And I, I can remember vomiting that afterwards because you're forced to. And today we're over, overfed and undernourished. Yeah. And, and so that's the extreme for me. And that's where I am in my life. My husband and I are so healthy. My children say, mom, our friends have parents younger than you. And they can't, I can't believe the stuff you guys can do because you know, to us, when I look in the mirror, I'm still seeing 30. <laughs> I I'm, next year, I'll be 60. Like, wow. I'm amazing. When I was 40, I was so exhausted physically. And I had, a di- I had two diagnoses that I did not have to have any kind of treatments for, but I did have surgery. And when they went in, it was gone. That was proof enough to me. And the, the doctors wouldn't even, <laughs> they didn't have to give me the courtesy of phoning me to tell me. I had to chase them down and say, hey, because I knew I wanted them to say it. And, and the response I got was, well, sometimes these things just go away. Yeah. Like that was, so anyways, so that's kind of getting off topic too. But that's part of it. Understanding why I had so many problems in my sacral, which is the belly, which is where your, your reproductive organs organs are for that's where your creativity resides i'm all touchy-feely i'm all about creativity in my inner world the stress of my job blocked my creativity i had so much pain i've been oh my gosh i i had endometriosis my whole life my that i was 75 percent of my life in some kind of menstrual mode yeah and so that's all connected to my relationship with my mother it took me years and years to, to understand this, that it's only been the last few years that I can put my voice to that, that I see how many are struggling. How come later in life we have those, those forms, that belly fat? Well, it's more than just belly fat. It's like the, the, the dad's a good example. Great big belly, not a beer drinker at all. And he, oh, hit me, hit me, because he was rock hard, but great big belly. Well, that is pissed off to a very deep degree. Someone who grew up in such adversity puts a big smile onto the outside world. The spleen, the kidneys, the organs that are connected to those water emotions, which are connected to tears. If you can't release it, yeah, you're a time bomb. People with sugar diabetes, look at the body form, not experiencing the sweetness of life. And why are we here? Because that's where I came to. I I thought if I've lived my best years, I am not looking forward to the rest that if I'm not suicidal, but I I just wished that maybe some morning I wouldn't wake up and it would be easy. I would be gone. So that maybe speaks, makes me very emotional. I'm so passionate about it because it's not necessary, you know, sweep the rug, not talking about it. So is my thinking right then that if people did this kind of work, they would go deep and chances are the addiction would fall away? Because that's how I feel with my alcohol. I was talking about it either this morning or yesterday. My alcohol use, I made a deliberate decision at the beginning of 2019 to not use it as a coping mechanism. And then I went into 2020 going on to a sober trip so the requirement was you didn't drink 30 days before. And then I got home and I haven't drank since. And it isn't been hard. It hasn't been hard at all. It's the pattern. All of these things that I'm talking about, it's the pattern. That's how you've come to be in the shape you're in. 
the first, how I really went on this journey was I was in real estate, wrote a deal the night before I went on a 10 day um, meditation retreat. No meat, no sugar, no coffee. Those were the top ones. No computer, no phone. I just, you know, so I really had to scramble to get all of my stuff in place to have someone work out all of my deals that were going on and to be in a place that actually didn't have internet. I don't think there's any place like that. That was day 10. At the end of day 10, actually it was day 11. The next day, getting in my car, the first thing I had to do was adjust the seat because the form was no longer the same. Just think, sugar is more 18 times more addictive than heroin, than cocaine. There, It is not our fault what's going on, but when we get this information, it's now opening Pandora's box. You have a choice. Stop drinking the sodas. Stop taking the things that are still addictive. I'm talking from a place of my own experience. This is not about judgment. I'm not yelling at you. I get passionate about it. I raise my voice. <laughs> I see the difference. My first daughter had food allergies, anything processed. So we came to this work that we do in retreat from that place of no preservatives, no sugar. Like I'm, I love my coffee. I'm a coffee girl, but it's good coffee. It's organic coffee. And I don't drink it all day long. I'm having a cup right now because I missed my morning coffee. <laughs> Five o'clock, right? So, but we saw in the children's behavior that they were being uh, medicated and diagnosed with ADD and all of these other things that were going on. And my daughter's not ADD. She had a vaccination when she was six weeks old to whooping crane or whooping crane, whooping cough because she had been in contact with someone and that's where she changed. And although the years later, it was, well, when she took sugar, first of all, so sugar can be in the form of home baking. Grandma, grandma gets upset because what do you mean she can't have cake? Oh, you're such a meanie. You don't let them have cheesies. You don't let them have pop. And so grandma and grandpa have the babies for a weekend. And by Sunday afternoon, it's like, come and get your damn kids. (laughs) because <laughs> they're so stressed because ah yeah bread bread right so there's a lot of things that are going on it's not just one thing but when you become aware then you have that opportunity to make the choice and here's an actual statistic that 95 percent of the people will choose the pattern that they're already in because that's where it's comfortable even if it's painful or causes death i believe that laura we gotta wind it down i gotta ask you I have another question. I know you could probably go on for this about days. I have a feeling. And thank you for sharing your insight and wisdom with us. Do you have to be like a college or? No, a, that's a, what I'm saying. This is, this is for every person. You do so not people need can learn and do it to other people. Or is it people can learn and do it to themselves? As you're learning it, you're applying it to yourself. This would be the thing that is really different from other therapies because I, I specialize in working with therapists and practitioners that they have to do the work on themselves. <laughs> Many people take, you know, technique their way through their life. This is not something you technique. It is something that you learn and apply. And the very first day you are learning about how you've come to be in the shape you're in. And the beauty of what's going on right now, I've been an online business coach since 2015. And now our college is seeing that okay, we have to let our practitioners teach this online because the world needs this work. So you can get a hold of me. I am doing the next online training in January and it is possible to learn this. You know, it it, it doesn't mean that you have to become a therapist, but you become the therapist of your own life. 
you don't have to ask others. You'll understand at a deeper level what works for you. You're teaching this starting in January to teach normal, normal. Yes. Okay. Average, the everyday. Yeah. Okay. And and what does that look like? How many weeks or like what, what kind of time? I'll tell you what, we're still figuring it out because in the past, this was uh, 10, actually the criteria they've moved, they're moving it, the criteria to increase it, but they're also keeping a a portal open for people that don't want to be therapists. So here's the thing. You can't change how you teach people because it's still a high-level high inner work. So we're still figuring it out. But in the past, I used to only work with students over two years. So you take the course and then we stay connected. I'm still figuring out how that's going to work, but it will be delivered. This, how, how much do you want to change your life? How much do you want to live for something that is so wonderful that you can't even describe it right now? That was me. And, and I still marvel at how my life has changed and how, how this, this work continues to work. It's opened up my creativity. I do more than I ever imagined. My only regret is that I didn't understand this 30 years ago when I was a single mom at home feeling so empty and alone. And But the conversation with my daughter the other night, how, mom, I see how my life is so wonderful because you uh, have done the work on you. And I'll leave you with because what I was getting to before was the sales pitch. I thought I was hearing the sales pitch because when you do the work on you, you heal seven generations forward and eight back. And my children, my grandchildren, and those around me are all proof of how doing the work on me has affected their lives. That's that's really awesome. Well, thank you for being here today. We will make sure that contact info for you is in the show notes. I'm very intrigued by the whole the whole concept. So a lot to digest for sure. I'll have to listen to this again because you know it inside and out. So <laughs> I'm living it. That's the thing. People take take a course and they want to do this or that when they grow up. Well, I get to still figure out what I want to be when I grow up. And every day is living it. It's living what I'm doing. So what I teach is not what I just what I do or read from a book. I'm living it. Yeah, I'm living proof. I'm alive today and thriving because of it. Yeah, Yeah, that's beautiful. All right, Laurel. Well, thank Thank you you. so much for being here. I love you. I appreciate you. Thanks for the opportunity to serve your people. And if you hear something in this, reach out because you don't have to struggle. Don't have to be alone. There's an answer for you. Love it. Pretty fascinating stuff, right? Thanks so much to Laurel for being here and giving us a little bit more education. I honestly think I need to pursue figuring this out down the road when I have some free time, (laughs) but just really intriguing to me. So I, I hope that it definitely interested you guys and I hope you have a fabulous weekend. Thanks.